Welcome to Everyday Greatness, a nice little show proudly brought to you by major sponsor ARA Group, one of Australia's greatest supporters of community projects. Everyday Greatness is a show hosted by a real human being, talking to some real people about real human issues that will help make you feel proud again of simply being a good solid Joe Bag of Donuts. Here's your host, Barnaby Howarth. Welcome to Everyday Greatness, and thanks for listening. I'm your host, Barnaby Howarth. This is a show designed to help people realise there is greatness in being an everyday Harry Sackerolles. Due to coronavirus restrictions, finding a studio to do this podcast in has been difficult. But thanks to the generosity of a warm-hearted human being, Sandy, we are inside the Greenhouse Coffee Lounge in Haymarket in Sydney, where Sandy takes great pride in preparing delicious food and does a really good coffee to boot. So thank you, Sandy. Everyday people underestimate the resilience they have inside them. But if you were alive in 2020, you survived a global pandemic, and depending where you live in the world, you might have got through bushfires, drought, riots, protests, massacres, or your president may have faced impeachment. Resilience isn't just built by facing life-threatening adversity. It can be built by the accumulation of how you handle all the small challenges in your life, how you react when you spill milk on the floor. Don't get that promotion you applied for. Don't get the results you wanted in an exam or your sports team loses the grand final you've worked all year for. If you think resilience doesn't apply to you because you haven't faced life-threatening adversity, you couldn't be more wrong. Anytime something happens in your life that you don't like is a chance for you to build your own resilience. Somebody renowned for their wisdom, you would expect to have all the answers. But my next guest, Kate Pascoe Squires, is extraordinarily wise but she's proud not to have all the answers. Kate's health started to suffer in 2018 due to her frenetic corporate lifestyle. So Kate made a conscious decision to just slow down. She stripped life back to the important stuff, making time for family and friends, took pride in preparing and cooking meals for her family. She started meditation and she regularly swims in the ocean. When Kate was thinking about the white, waving the white flag to her results-driven life, she put up a social media post and included a hashtag, the KPS slowdown. That resulted in a movement that a lot of people see as an answer. Kate is now editor of the Slowdown Press, a collection of ideas and stories that encourage people to focus on the important things in life. One of Kate's catch cries is, if you can't find the light, be patient and it will come. When Kate was at a crossroads and had to decide whether to continue her high-flying corporate life that was bringing plenty of tangible success or, or slow down and look after her own health, she knew she needed to find resilience. She knew that nobody was going to come along and just give it to her. She had what she needed to survive inside her. She just needed to use it differently. Kate did exactly that and found her individual resilience. So to pass on some of her pearls of wisdom, 
and tell us her story, I'd like to welcome to Everyday Greatness, Kate Pascoe-Squires. Kate, welcome. Thanks for having me, Barnaby. How hard were you working before your slowdown revelation? Uh, I was working um, pretty crazy hours. I had my own business for five years um, and we were kind of working 50 to maybe 55 hours a week. Um, it was round the clock really and uh, yeah, I just kind of drove myself into the ground after a long time working in um, PR and marketing. So I was coming off the back of uh, many years kind of, uh, yeah, working crazy hours. So when you were working your crazy hours and you were a corporate high flyer, was it enough just to be proud of how hard you tried or did you need to see material success? Uh, I. I definitely needed to see material success, but I think um, being an A-type personality, it was really just about pushing myself as hard as I could go. And uh, I only saw a kind of upwards trajectory. I never really thought about just um, being okay with where I was. It was always more, more, more. And in that space, was it okay to show that you were vulnerable? No, no, I never showed any vulnerability, I don't think. It was just, um, all systems go, it was, you had your game face on and uh, yeah, there wasn't really, I, I didn't really understand vulnerability and I didn't uh, think that there was any room for it. So when did it occur to you that you might be working too hard? Uh, I, my health had always been touch and go. I'm a, I've got stage four endometriosis and associated health issues relating to that. So I had been kind of struggling for a long time and I'd be working and then I'd have to take time off to go and have an operation and then I'd kind of jump straight back into work and I was on a real kind of, uh, I was just going to and fro between basically being in hospital and then as soon as I got out of hospital, I'd go straight back into work. So um, after about, gosh, I don't know how many times my body had just absolutely uh, refused to improve itself and I kind of realized that I needed to make that change because I couldn't really I couldn't look after myself really I couldn't look after my kids um, I wasn't really able to to physically function so um, that was a pretty big sign that I needed to make a change was there one thing in particular that made you say hey this isn't good enough I've got to slow down Oh, I think it was kind of looking down the barrel of a 10th operation and um, it, yeah, I was, as I said, I was unable to really, um, I didn't have any confidence that I could look after my children and that really scared me and um, I think it was just a full kind of breakdown moment after constantly putting work ahead of everything. Um, I just... I remember the night and I was just crying and just saying, I can't do this anymore. And my husband said to me, like, stop it, just stop. You have to stop. So I, like that night I emailed, I, I was, um, it was after I'd closed my business and I'd kind of jumped straight into business consulting and I emailed about six of my clients and just said, I, I can't do this anymore. I wrote an Instagram post and took, uh, you know, quite a few months off any social media and just really 
um, things grinded to a halt, um, you know, and I was in a privileged position to be able to do that because my husband could support me and look after me um, during that time. But at the same time, I don't really think it was a choice. I think um, there was just no way for me to physically or really mentally function unless I changed things around quite significantly. So is it okay now, given your slowdown revelation, is it okay now to show that you're vulnerable? Absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, really um, our society has come around to the notion of vulnerability and um, is really open to people showing themselves. You know, I think it's... Um, yeah, it's definitely, you know, people want to see the good, the bad and the ugly now, whereas I think a couple of years ago it really wasn't, you know, no one would really like to share their feelings. Everyone wanted to kind of pretend that everything was okay all the time, um, particularly in the business world. And I feel like now there's a lot more opportunity to show both sides of the coin, um, which can really only be positive because it does... Um, it opens people's eyes to the reality of what life is really like. So when you faced your health challenges and you had the nights crying and, you know, the real crossroads moments, did you look externally for people to help you or did you know that what you needed was inside you? Uh, I definitely looked externally um, for people to help me. I think it took a couple of years really to find out that you know, at the end of the day, I really needed to, I needed to pull, pull it up from inside. But I think in those early days, particularly when I was very sick, um, I really needed help. I needed, um, I, I dealt with a, a lot of people, um, you know, meditation teachers and mentors and um, friends and family and doctors and anyone really that I could get any information and you know strength from and through that process I was then able to find you know that actually what I needed I already had. So you've had a, a life-changing epiphany epiphanical moment do people now come to you thinking you have all the answers? Uh, I think I've always been really honest that I don't have all the answers so I think people come to me to talk through issues or share issues. Um, I don't necessarily think that people come to me for solutions because I, I don't have them. <laughs> um, and that's, you know, I think maybe that's um, why my story has resonated with so many people because it is an ongoing struggle and, you know, I kind of didn't wait. I, I've never woken up and been like, yes, I've got this. You know, every every day is still a struggle and it's really a series of choices that you make every day. So I kind of, I suppose the people that I talk to, that's what they resonate with. So given your change in perspective these days where winning isn't the be all and end all, trying as hard as you can and being proud of yourself is more important, would you survive in today's corporate world with that sort of outlook? Uh, I think I'm not really sure. I mean, I can't 
really imagine going back into corporate world. But I think, look, I think things have really changed a lot in a lot of industries and I suppose it just depends on where I would be. But I think that um, people's attitudes and, and even with what's happened this year with um, corona and people's views on how work should be structured. Um, I, I feel like it's really changing and maybe there is more space for um, people that aren't just go, go, go all the time. I know you like to say you don't have the answers, but if someone came to you and said, Kate, I'm really struggling, I feel like I'm overworking myself, what can I do? What would you tell them? Um, I think it's... You know, it's really individual for people and, I, you know, I look, I would listen to their story and I think, you know, it's really easy to get so overwhelmed with all of the things that we need to do, you know, as, you know, um, women, men, mums, dads, friends, part of a family, part of a community. I think, you know, the thing is that really um, I am really passionate about people finding time in their day to joyride or do something that's really joyful that fills them up. And I, I think that's kind of my biggest piece of advice is that if you can find, you know, even if you have to skip the grocery shop for a day or, you know, maybe your car's running on empty, um, if you can find time to do, you know, 10 minutes, half an hour, an hour, whatever you can get of something that really fills you up, I think that's, you know, probably my first piece of advice because I think a lot of people don't feel as though they deserve that and we do deserve that. We deserve time to have fun. We deserve time to rest. And I think the guilt that's associated with that is... Um, is not not helpful it's not beneficial and i think it's yeah i don't want to swear but you know it's you can swear your head <laughs> off go for it it's a load of shit right. <laughs> yes so you've mentioned your husband a couple of times mm -hmm. and there's probably a lot of people who think they know your husband tony squires but tell us what he was like behind closed doors and giving you the support you needed when you're facing your health struggles yeah look it's been it's been very difficult on us. Um, I think anyone with any chronic health issues, um, you know, it's often you can keep it uh, together um, when you're out in public or with friends or family, but it is behind the closed doors that things do come, sometimes fall apart. I mean, Tony's been amazing. I mean, he's still with me, so that's a plus. <laughs> but I think we just have made a commitment to be together and whatever, um, you know, there's going to be, there's great times and there's really shitty times. And I think just making that commitment and knowing that we'll get through, um, you know, the times when I have been in bed for a month and distressed and in pain and he's really had to pick up the slack. I mean, he still really hasn't learned how to do laundry, but that's a whole other story. But I think, um, look, I'm going to say he's been great. Yep. Right. We've all got skills to develop. Yeah. Tony, good luck with laundry. <laughs> do you think you were happier when you were a corporate high flyer earning stacks of money and buying lots of material stuff? Or are you happier now taking pride in looking after your family and just 
being at peace with the world? That's a really difficult question because um, I think I'm really still, um, I'm still working on finding myself worth in myself as opposed to what I do. I still definitely, um, I have a lot of days where, you know, I feel disappointed that I can't work as much as I would like to. Um, and I, I do feel, you know, that does upset me. And, you know, I have times when I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm worthless because I've, I'm not working as much as I was. But on the flip side, I think me being able to take pride in actually being able to work on my health and being able to show my children that even though um, I have had all these issues that I'm still kind of pushing through every day, that I'm getting up, that I'm taking care of myself and taking care of them and our family, I think it, that's incredibly rewarding. But it is a really, I find really struggle with that. It's, you know, depends on the day and how I'm feeling. That yeah. sounds very wise. Wise people tend to always have good quotes under their belt. Have you got any quotes that you refer to often? Uh, yes. Um, you never regret a swim. So that's my daily mantra when I'm not feeling like getting in the ocean, when it's freezing cold. Um, I think, yeah, salt water cures all. So Easy. Yep. <laughs> and what does the phrase, don't take it personally, mean to you? Oh, I think that's such a good one. Um, you know, we're so caught up with how we are perceived externally or by other people. And, um, you know, I love kind of building on that. Um, my meditation teacher said to me, you know, what other people think of you is actually none of your business. And I think it's such a good thing. You know, you just have to really concentrate on what you're doing, stay in your lane. Um, and it's pretty freeing once you get your head around that, but I actually think it's so hard because there's not a lot of us who actually don't care about what other people think of them. Yeah, me included. So tell me more about your quote about finding the light and mm -hmm. remind us what the quote is. Um, I'm going to have to remember now. It's... Um, uh, it, what is it? Um, if you can't find the light, be patient and it will come. So I think, um, you know, that just came to me. I, I think I'd taken some photos for the slowdown press when we were all in lockdown in Sydney. And, um, I just was thinking about it. Like if you're sitting in a room and things are pretty dark, and it's hopefully got a window, at some point the light is going to come through. And I think that's just such a nice metaphor for when things are looking grim, when you're feeling like crap, when, you know, things are just not going your way. At some point that light is going to come and things are going to turn around. I think you've just got to hold on until that happens. So tell us a little bit about the slowdown press. Mm -hmm. what, what do you do there and what do people get out of it? Yeah, so um, that came about, I suppose, um, uh, I think it's about 18 months ago, just, a, I suppose, an interest in looking at other people's stories and 
basically how they keep their life together. I think with social media, it's so easy to look at everyone's stories and think, you know, they've got perfect family, their house is perfect, you know, they've got a great job, um, their husband's so nice and probably does laundry. Um, there's a whole lot of things that we just look at, you know, kind of forgetting that social media is a highlight reel. And I really wanted to dive into the stories of these people and, you know, really everyone has gone through some level of trauma or event or things have happened to them which really shape them. And I think it's just so interesting to look at that and then get people's kind of scope on how how that shaped them but how they deal with the issues that are kind of thrown up um you know either during the everyday or by a major life event so um it's a lot of long form interviews it's all shot on film um but we've also kind of I've widened it a little bit um I've had people writing pieces for it, um, some poetry, uh, some artwork, and it really is just about taking time out of your day to just, you know, either have a read or, a, you know, just look at some beautiful imagery and, um, you know, maybe there's things that people can take away and, um, you know, use in their everyday life. I just, I never wanted it to be something where people read it and thought um all good sorry um I never wanted it to be a, a thing that people you know read and felt guilty that they weren't doing the same things as these people so it's not an in you know an instructive like you know drink this juice do this yoga it's nothing like that it's really just kind of broad strokes of how people live their everyday lives Kate Pascoe Squires, I think you are an incredibly wise person. Thank you for coming down and having a chat. Thanks so much for having me, Barnaby. No problem. Now the smoothie machine started in the background, we might wrap it up there. But <laughs> thank you to Sandy for starting this smoothie machine from Greenhouse, the coffee lounge. Thank you to Dion from Look Studio for donating his time to record this podcast. And I hope you can join us next week where I'll interview Tom Harley, the CEO of the Sydney Swans, and talk to him about how he balances old school values with, a, with an unscrupulous in, in an desire for instant success demanded by sports teams. Thank you for listening to Everyday Greatness. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Everyday Greatness, proudly brought to you by major sponsor ARA Group. If you'd like to stay up to date, check out our pages on Facebook and Instagram or to listen to more episodes, go to everydaygreatness.com.au or wherever you get your podcasts.